what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. Okay, on this episode of Estate Agency X, I'm talking to Ben Roberts from Keystones. Uh, we, myself and Ben met a few years ago, and we had some conversations at the time about how different his estate agent could potentially be if he, if he worked a different way. Um, ben, you know, challenged me on some of those ideas, but um, I've watched him grow his business over the last few years in a phenomenal way whereby it just seems like something has clicked and everything is different. So I wanted to get Ben onto this, uh, onto this podcast just to kind of have a chat with him about that to see if maybe it could be a bit of an inspiration to other agents out there that, uh, that are in the same boat. Um, are, you, are you okay to just give everybody a little bit of a background on yourself, Ben, so they know, you know when you started an agency and a bit about your company? Yeah, of course, Mark. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, so, yeah, started my estate agency back in 2007 um, with my dad, Paul. Uh, he'd previously been an estate agent, so he had some, uh, obviously, knowledge of the game. Um, my background was mortgages, so um, I'd also, previous to that, even been a ski instructor, worked in a factory, I'd had another small business. So, um, yeah, we started back in 2007. Um, I didn't have a clue about the state agency back then. Um, and um, <clears throat> so my dad showed me the ropes. Um, obviously, my I was already a mortgage advisor, so I knew from that side of things how things work. But um, we'd grown the business. Uh, we worked through the recession in sort of 2009, 2010 um, through sheer hard work, basically. Um, my dad left the business in 2014, um, handed over the reins to myself. I brought, believe it or not, my mum in um, to, to give me a hand on the admin side. Um, and we've grown a little team now. Um, there's seven people that work for me. and. Um, We've just gone from strength to strength. Me and you bumped into each other in 2017. I came down to London and um, I was quite mesmerised with what you had to say. Um, and uh, from there on in, you know, really, I feel that the business has rocketed, to be honest, since then um, to what it is now. And, you know, currently we're certainly uh, one of the top agents in in the whole county, um, never mind just uh, the D side area. Well, okay. So let's see if our memories uh, match. If we go back to 2017, um, I think we we met in uh, in a eight members club in in Liverpool Street, right? So, um, what were the problems then in that you can remember? And maybe I remember it differently, but you know, so from your point of view, where, where was the business? And you know, because you. If I remember rightly, you, you weren't ready to kind of work with us fully at the time. We wanted to move you into a bigger kind of package and, uh, you know, you weren't ready for that commitment at the time. The business wasn't quite there. So how do, how do, you, how do you remember it? Yeah, it's pretty spot on that, to be honest, Mark. We, um, 
back then, November 17, we were having real challenges by then with fees. Um, you know, online estate agency had become a thing by then. Um, you know, the likes of Purple Bricks were involved. And we found ourselves sort of lowering and lowering our fees. Um, when, you know, when back, back in sort of 2010, 11, we were charging like one and a half percent, no problem whatsoever. Um, but by 2017, I found myself, you know, coming lower and lower on fees. Um, we, I come to one of your uh, presentations, was really impressed by what I seen and wanted to, uh, back then, I think you were, um, we were doing the, um, God, I can't remember what it was called. You'll have to remind me. Um, it wasn't it, Bait? That's it, the Bait, the bait tool. And um, you wanted me to go into the um, silver package, I think it was, but I was like, look, you know, we can't afford that right at this moment. And you said to me, well, you're just gonna have to put your fees up. It's as simple as that. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, you don't understand, Mark, you know, agents are charging next to nothing in our area. And, uh, you know, obviously you give me some guidance. Um, I must say you were a real inspiration and um, I just started to get it and thought, hang on a minute, you know, I, I need to be charging more. Um, and we, you said to me, look, why don't you go on to the lower package for now? Um, and then in a year's time, we'll meet back up, uh, put your fees up in the meantime. And uh, anyway, a year later, um, we were flying. We, we, we were selling more houses at bigger fees. Um, and then we were able to go up to the um, higher package. And then obviously that sort of coincided nearly with life cycle one coming in. And, uh, you know, that was a no brainer. And uh, we just went from there. So um, so someone listening to this, I, had, I was having this conversation yesterday with an agent. Um, they was they were saying to me, you know, fees are really really tough, um, and I said, okay, well, but you're saying you don't make any money, so you're going to have to put your fees up. And they were like, no, you don't understand, Mark. People where we where we uh, sell houses, it's not like London. You know, people are charging five hundred pounds to sell a house. There's only so much I can charge. And I said, okay, but you're not making any money, so what's the point? And they were like, okay, but, you know, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to sort of struggle through. And I just kept trying to bring them back to, look, you've told me how much the business costs you to run every month. You've told me roughly how many houses you sell every month. You're not charging enough money to make any income. So what's the point? And to them, they sort of feel perhaps a bit like you did at the time, like you're not giving me any useful advice, Mark. You're just saying put your fees up. Um, obviously, you know, we've, we've been into it in more detail than that uh, together as to why and how you put your fees up. But what was the difference in your mindset or something must have happened where you went from, no, Mark, it's just not possible to putting the fees up and making more money? Like, what, what happened? Um, just probably people seeing, well, m making people see the value in what we do, quite simply. Um, there's... You know, the pitch is really important when you go out into, on valuations, obviously. And, um, you know, we were having different conversations with people. You, 
um, certainly give us some guidance on that. And I just think that um, it's about people seeing the actual value in what you do as a service as, and, and, and also finding out what makes you a little bit different from other agents as well and, and not giving people the same old bloody crap that they hear from, from other agents, like we do 3D floor plans, we do photos, professional photos, and it's just noise really to them. And, uh, you know, we, we just developed a, a sort of way of making sure we put across to people, um, you know, the value in what we do and the service we provide. And, and how did you how did you go about finding that? Because you know, if I just if I said if you just said to an agent, oh, you know, explain your value to people, they're kind of stuck inside this uh, imaginary uh, sort of box, for want of a better word, whereby they immediately start thinking of, oh, I don't know what photos we do good photos. You know, how did you manage to break out of that and suddenly go, no, that's 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 just a given. Yeah, when we sort of, there was a few different things we did, but the first thing we did was, um, with again, with your advice, is find out what our perfect customer looked like and, um, you know, through uh, buyer persona, um, sort of breaking it all down. Um, we picked out four or five people we really loved working with, um, we, I went back to those people um, and sort of asked them, look, you know, what, what was it that A, made you come to Keystone in the first place, but B, um, you know, what made you choose us and what did you really like about the service? And, and then we started to break it down even further as to, you know, what kind of people they are um, so that we can then go and target those people via social media via email marketing or whatever you know making sure that the people you were having meaningful conversations with um when you were going out on valuations are, are the people you know that you want to talk to and and not be sat in front of, of someone that's only interested in paying 995 to purple bricks that like you know, if, if ever now, I've got the confidence now to sort of turn around to somebody and say, if, they, if they're if they sort of talking about fees all the time, I'll say, look, if you want to pay the cheapest fee, I'll recommend someone, you, you know, there's an online agent that can do it for 250 quid and they'll put your house on, on right move. Uh, but, but you'll have to do everything yourself. Just be prepared for that. And, uh, and that sort of just, in a nutshell really that's what we did and it, it was then all about sort of targeting those kind of people this that's so, such a good uh such a good explanation because when people are that my personal opinion is that when people are feeling like no you don't get it mark there's no way you'd be able to go and convince the person that i saw yesterday to pay a five thousand pound fee for instance and i would i'm I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, no, you're right. I wouldn't be able to because you're going to see the wrong people. Uh, that's all that's happening. You're, you mm. get what you pitch for. You know, if you announce to the world, we're an estate agent, we can sell any house, we'll, you know, we can do it the best for the cheapest. And this, guess what you're going to get? You know, people that 
<laughs> just want a cheaper state agent. If you identify exactly what you guys did, who pays good fees and who do we enjoy working with and who enjoys working with us, then suddenly your marketing changes and suddenly you're going round to people's houses that want what you're offering. Would you say that's, that's, that's in a nutshell what's, what's happened there, right? I'll tell you a little story without, without a doubt what you're saying is true and the proof's in the pudding. I've even, I've even had um, a client I went to, it was about two months ago now, but I sort of do get this quite regular is um, I went out to see them and um, they sort of said to me straight away, um, you know, look, uh, you're, the, you're the only agent we're, we're having out and, uh, you know, we're really happy with you and all the rest of it. And don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not going to, we charge a set fee, so we're not going to charge anyone any more than anyone else. But I probably could have charged that guy twice what I normally charge if I really wanted to, but I'm a fair person. I, you know, we've got a fee structure and we stick to it. Um, so this guy, I was out, out and I was going through my pitch and all that. And he said, Ben, it doesn't matter. He said, I've seen your videos. I've seen what you do. We, we're using Keystone. So don't, you know, <laughs> don't even go there. You don't even have to go through a sales pitch with me. And I was laughing. And I thought to myself at that time, and I think I even rang it and said, you wouldn't believe it, it's just happened. <laughs> and yeah. you were saying that I warned you, I told you that that had happened all along. And, yeah. uh, and that's what's happening, like I say, on a regular basis now. I, I saw an estate agent a couple of weeks ago and he brought some of his staff along. And one of them was a really young guy, um, very eager, but obviously, you know, not a lot of experience. And somehow we got into the subject of fees and he was saying, like, you know, you just, you've got to do whatever you've got to do to get the house on the market, haven't you? And I was like, no, what's the point? He was like, well, because if you don't take it, someone else will. And that's the, that's the general feeling in a state agency, isn't it? If you don't, well, if you don't take it, someone else will. It's like, so what? So what? So, I, so I'm not going to sell a house that I was going to lose money on. Like, why would I give a shit about that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so also, I know you guys um, do now lots of work around things like the customer experience, the customer journey and all of that sort of stuff, which I'm guessing wasn't really a thing uh, back before 2017. No. So, how has that all developed and what sort of difference has that made inside the company? Well, again, it, it's about identifying, you know, that, that perfect customer again, but um, breaking it, you know, sort of breaking it down a little bit in terms of, um, you know, thinking about what questions you can ask people to, you know, via an online form or whatever, um, to, to make sure that they sort of fit in with what your what what you want basically what kind of customer you want and um yeah so yeah so just thinking about that person and what you found out that they loved about your service and then sitting down and maybe mapping out okay how would we make that perfectly repeatable every single yeah. time um what well, the reason this podcast came about now was because um you you recently asked me on a on a sort of one of our uh, life cycle groups about uh, a particular process that you had in place and uh i 
pretty much said, tear up that process, throw it away and do it differently. And for most agents that I would say that to, most people would then push back and go, no, we're not going to do that. Um, you have got to the stage where you're happy to just tear up the rule book and go, yeah, okay, we're going to do that process differently. So how, how, has, that, how has that happened? Why, how, do you, how are you now so agile to go, you know what? Yeah, this process is broken. Tear it up, throw it away. We're going to do a new process. And instead of being stuck in, oh no, look, you know, then there's people in the office that are going to moan and I've got to tell everyone to do it different. Like, you know, how have you, how have you made that move? Um, well, that particular issue that you were talking about, really, it's pretty much common sense. We were talking about um, when people make an offer, um, you know, we, 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 the process we were going through, we obviously check on when people put in a viewing request, we would always ask that person, look, what's your position? You know, making sure they're in a position to buy. They go out to the property, but they don't necessarily at that point prove anything to us. Mm -hmm. um, they then want to make an offer. So we deal and we negotiate with the offer. Um, and then we ask for proof of funds. And it was like, you know, you there was an issue. I can't remember exactly what it was with regards to life cycle. But um, you said to me, look, why are you asking people um, you know, why aren't you asking for proof of funds before they present their offer? I was like, hang on a minute, why aren't we? This just doesn't make sense. It's like crazy, really, because what you find is people leave it a week before they send you their AIP or their bank statement or whatever. So, you know, I'm I'm sort of we're an independent business. I'm on, you know, I make generally the decisions with a small team. So I suppose it's maybe easier for us than, a, a, you know, a company that's got 10 branches or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's just about seeing sense, like, hang on, this is wrong. Let's just rip up the rule book and start again with this because what we've been doing for the last 14 years is completely wrong. Let, let's, let's just put this new process in place. And the team by now, they used to me, to be honest, because I come up, you know, I go, I come and speak to you or Rob or see something on a blog on Lifecycle or whatever. And all of a sudden I'm like, that's how we need to be doing it. And I'll go in and they'll be like, oh, Christ, not another change, Ben. Like, you know, and they all sort of pull a face to start with. But once they can see the sense in it, they're, they're like, yeah, this is a better way of working. And is that, do you think that that's because because you've been through a process and seen the, like you said, the proof is in the pudding. Actually, I've followed some of this stuff I was a bit skeptical about and Jesus, it actually works. Um, yeah. That's, that's what sort of, you know, allowed you to have faith in some of the other things that maybe are a bit outside of the comfort zone. I suppose it's all about trust, Mark, to be honest, like, which is gained over a period of time. And like, you know, we've had loads of conversations. We had a few one-to-ones. Rob has been brilliant. You know, I speak to him a lot on the phone. And it's just, you get to a point where you're like, these fellas know what they're doing. You know, Iceberg know exactly what they're doing. You know, you're talking to agents all the time across the country. And you, I'm just sort of like, well, if, if that's what they're saying, it's probably right. Let's just look at that. 
you know, there's still an element of like, look, you know, is, is that the right way? But like, it does come down to sort of trust where more than likely that's going to be the way forward. So let's implement it. Yeah. Um, so it, that that offer thing is so is so relevant as well because it ties in with the valuation and everything we were speaking about. I feel like agents are they're so desperate to try and const- they're like the more the more deals we could throw at the wall, the more might fall out the other end. But actually, if you just construct the deal properly in the beginning, you'll probably throw less at the wall and they'll all go through and you'll end up with the same amount at the end with without the, all the aggro of all the ones that fell apart. Um, having more restrictions inside your company whereby you're now saying to people well go to another estate agent or you know this is the fee like it or leave it or if you want to make an offer you need to bring me all of this information do you you feel like uh, that is the way that estate agents could actually improve their reputation because a lot of agents talk about oh god what do we do to get a bit more uh, respected and stuff and I sort of think to myself it starts with having a bit more respect for yourself stop taking people out on viewings without asking for any information stop taking offers without asking people to prove it because I was in the car with an agent the other day and he was genuinely uh, trying to appease this guy who had made an offer two weeks ago they hadn't heard from him since no matter how many times they tried to call him he'd made an offer 30 grand under the asking price they'd been trying to call him he hadn't answered They'd now got a new offer at the asking price. And this other guy was annoyed. And uh, the agent was trying to keep him happy. He was trying to say to him, look, I know I know you're busy, but we have been trying to call you and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and the other guy was like, well, it's not good enough. You know, I said that you said that I was going to be first in line for it and blah, blah, blah. He was like, I know, but, you know, I can't not put the offer forward. And then he went on and said, look, I'll tell you what. If you can just get me over all of your financial information by the end of the day, your mortgage agreement in principle, how much deposit you're putting down, your situation up, so I can put you forward in the best possible light to the owner. Well, that's all I can do. And then the owner, it's up to the owner from there what they want to do. And the guy came back to him and said, well, that's a bit inconvenient. You know, I'm at work. That means I've got to do stuff. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I was just listening to it all, thinking to myself, you've got to be telling this guy to fucking jog on. Like, what's, why are you mugging yourself off? He disappeared for two weeks. It's not your fault. Like, have a bit more, have a bit more respect for yourself. And if someone comes along and says, like, my daughter, she she goes online and she looks at these crazy houses. She showed me this house on Rightmove for forty million pounds. And I thought to myself, you know what? I might do a little mini uh, sort of documentary whereby I phone up this estate agent and just demand to see it. I'm not going to show any information. I'm not even going to register. I'm going to make them take me around the house. And I bet they do. And then I'm going to put a ridiculous offer in. And I bet they don't check anything. And it's just, it's so ridiculous. How can we be in a situation where we want the public to give us more respect, but we're going to act like we're selling chocolate bars instead of houses, you know? we've got. So, So my question, I guess, is having brought in a little bit more well, this is who we work with. These are our fees. And now moving on to, if you want to make an offer, that's fine. I need to see all the information. I can tell the vendor you're interested in making an offer, but I can't do anything with it because you haven't shown me. Do you think that that leads to people having a bit more respect for you and your company or or does that not I really think work? so. Yeah, I think so. I think that the, the, the guy in question, I'd probably just turn it around and say, well, if we were selling your house and 
um, you know, we, we presented somebody that hadn't proved their funds and everything. How would you feel? You know, and it, and, and like you said, it, it could, he might sit back then and sort of say, oh, hang on a minute, these guys are pretty serious there, you know, and, and you know, that's the kind of person that probably would end up going, oh, that's who I want selling my house, you know, next time he comes to sell. So it, it's just about, yeah, having that sort of self-respect, but also building your reputation. And what you'll find if going back to, you know, getting the type of people that you want to be working with and making sure that you target those people, they're likely to have a great service and leave you a fantastic review at the end of it. And obviously reviews are gold dust these days, you know, the, people that's how people make decisions so yeah um, um, that that, that persona thing you spoke about is so relevant because you can't be everything to everybody if you want to make a great service that service is specifically designed for a certain type of person isn't it you know not not everybody is going to get a great experience with iceberg we work with a very specific kind of estate agent if you're not that kind of estate agent we might as well both save ourselves the aggravation, mightn't we, in the beginning, because they're going to end yeah. up getting annoyed, wasting money, and as you say, like bad mouthing the company. And we're going to end up thinking, God, what's wrong with these people? Why are they, you know, all of that? So it's best just to create your service and then find the people that you want to work with. Estate agents, unfortunately, think that their service is just selling and letting houses, but it's not really true, is it? It's selling and letting houses for a particular kind of person that wants the service you're offering for the fee that you're asking them to pay. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Ben. Um, so last, last little thing. Um, if there's an agent out there that's where you were in 2017, there are, uh, I'm not saying that you, you, you guys were ever losing money, but they're in a situation whereby they're just thinking to themselves, like, I can't, I can't afford to do the things I want to do. What, what would you say? I would say, um, obviously, speak to, to Iceberg. I mean, it, it's transformed our business. Um, but I think that, you know, going one step further than that, I think it's also helped me and my team grow as people. Uh, you know, we're working in different ways now. Like you say, we've got far more self-respect for ourselves. And, you know, it, it just it is... One thing I will say is it's not like it's not going to transform your business in one day. It could take a year, could take two years, um, because you've got got to sort of learn a different way of working. But Rob and Mark, yourself, um, they've been very, very helpful. Kelly as well in the background, Layla, you know, really approachable, very, very helpful. Um, and it, you know. I'm, I, that's one thing that's really impressed me um, from the from the start. Really, is uh, the help that I've had. It's been, you know, I must have spent hours and hours uh, with both of you and Rob, and it's been uh, it's, 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 it's been a journey. I mean, it's fantastic to hear. It's a, I mean, it's fantastic promotion for us. But just from a from an agent's point of view, in terms of taking something away mentally. What, what could they think about today? What could they, where do they need to go? What, like, not, not, not speak, not come and talk to Iceberg, but where, from their point of view, what's going wrong in their head? Why, why are they unable to 
just put the fee up like like you said i'm not saying you could do it overnight but what, what would your advice be if it was your friend who sat down and said like you know i just uh i can't i can't put my fees up i'm losing money i don't know what to do well just bear in mind that um we are probably the lowest fee charging country in the, the western world um if you go to america you know you're looking at charging anything from sort of five to ten percent on a lot of properties and um you know what we actually charge is is peanuts in comparison to a lot of other countries and it's just a mindset mark to be honest i think it, it it's having a different um probably someone to show you or or show yourself somehow um that there's another way and that you know you've got to find out what's unique to you, what, what your business is all about, um, and sort of, you know, write, get, it, get a piece of paper and write it all down and uh, ask yourself key questions. Um, there's some good books out there that go through all this kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, and that's perfect. That's exactly right. I think the mindset is the key thing. Like, I, I did a... Uh, a task once with a group of agents where I've got them all to close their eyes or put their hand in the air. And then uh, you've gone out for a meal with five, five friends and uh, someone's brought the bill over. I want you to lower your hand when you think it's getting expensive, right? Remember, they can't see anyone else. And I go a hundred pound, 200 pound, 300, 400, 500, 600. It doesn't matter what the point is. At the end of it, the point is, is that everyone put their hand down at a different time. So what you consider to be expensive, someone else thinks is cheap. It's, it's imaginary. Like, you know, when someone says, oh, no one's going to pay three and a half thousand pounds for a estate agent. Of course, they're going to pay three and a half thousand pounds for an estate agent. It's not hard to get a three and a half thousand pound price reduction. So they're not against losing the money. They just need to see where the value is in. Of course, I, I spoke to my neighbor the other day and he was saying, oh, you know, I've got this house to sell. Some with Savills is not going that well, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he said, you do something around a state agency, don't you? Could you sell it for me? And I just for the for for a laugh, just thought, well, let's go with this. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, this is what we could do, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's a it's an expensive house. You know, it's two and a half million quid, something like that. And he was like, how much would you charge? And I said, like, yeah, 40,000. And he was like, OK, great. When can you take it on? And it was like, <laughs> oh, I can't take it on, but I can put you in touch with one of my clients. But the point is is like what's expensive to one person isn't expensive to another. And that's what comes back to the buyer personas, isn't it? Exactly. Yes, if someone is only bothered, my dad's a great example. He would never pay an estate agent a large amount of money. He would go purple bricks every day of the week. It doesn't matter. You could talk to him until you're blue in the face. I'm at the other end of the scale. I want nothing to do with it. If you can make it so that I don't even know my house is on the market, I'll pay you whatever it is that you're deciding you want to charge me. So You've got to find the right people, otherwise they're not interested in your pitch, are they? Exactly. <laughs> Seem true. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. All right, Ben. Um, thanks very much for coming on. Um, hope uh, hope everything continues to go well for you up there. It's amazing to watch from the outside. I've got to say, I'm not just saying that. Like I've went through it myself in business, and I know the feeling of looking back and going, blimey, do you remember when we had a company that would do this and would do that? So it's, a, it's amazing to watch from the outside. I love it. I love the way that you guys uh, change things around. So um, brilliant and, and well done to you. Thanks, Mark. No problem. Fuck
what you heard. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen.